Hey, Feasters, and welcome to episode 239. Why has the Drip Advocate over the past four years moved away from Drip and to ConvertKit? Well, I'm going to share with you my exact thought process and what went into that decision. Welcome to the Ask Res Podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm here to help you get past those bumps in the road, those struggles, those things that hold you back from building an amazing and profitable freelance business each and every single day. And as a business owner, it's our job to be able to evaluate solutions to problems that we're solving for both ourselves as well as our clients. And over the years, I've been known to specialize in a few different platforms, Ruby on Rails, PHP, WordPress, WooCommerce, and Drip. Anytime I switch from one to the next, I get asked a lot of questions. Why did you switch? What happened to X that made the decision for you? Did you switch because of Y? For myself and my clients, I try to look at platforms as a tool, a means to solving a problem. And whether the problem is new or there's an existing tool that I'm using that isn't doing the best that it could, I will go exploring. So what I want to say first is that this is my experience, my honest thoughts and how I evaluated this decision. It certainly was not a knee-jerk decision. I'm not suggesting that anyone is a bad person or that Drip is a terrible product either. In fact, I still use it every single day for some of my clients. You may agree with me, you may not, you may hate on me, or you may jump on board. I'm simply sharing my experience, my thoughts around this question, just like I would any other question. Which, if you have a question, ask Rez. That's me. You can reach out to me via email, Twitter, my website, my newsletter, any sort of way. And I'd love to invite you onto the show for you to share your question and get a one-on-one coaching call live right on the show. Go ahead and do so. You can find out more at askres.com. So let me start at the beginning of why I started with Drip in the first place. Four years ago, Drip was the best option for me and my clients to handle email subscriber data and be the engine to automate parts of the business in a very personalized way. In short, I help online businesses be more personal with their marketing and their website so that their customers feel more connected to their brand. What that does for my clients is create connections with their customers and potential customers in a way that allows for opportunities for them to raise their hands and signal to the brand that they are ready to buy for the first time, buy again, or share their experiences with the brand naturally and alongside more strategic and intentional marketing. In order for me to create a better, more personalized experience for my clients' customers, I looked for a tool that allowed me to marry email, website, and behavioral data. Drip popped on my radar. Its API is robust and exposed the app in a way that Infusionsoft at that time didn't at a nice cost-effective way. The other factors were ease of use and, well, to be honest, it was sort of new and everything about it made you feel good. See, Drip was founded by Rob Walling and Derek Reimer that fostered a culture that resonated with me 
and what I strive for in my own business. They built a team of like-minded folks. They were amazing. They were always there, ready and willing to help their customers in any way possible. If they didn't have that answer, well, they would connect you with someone who did. It was this sense of a small community that had a purpose to help online businesses be better with their communication to their customers in smart, interesting, and accessible ways that, well, at that time didn't seem doable unless you built it all yourself or spent a ton of money. A week later, after finding out about Drip and starting down that road of building th some things out for my clients, I came across ConvertKit. Equally interesting from both a feature set and culture perspective. Nathan Barry was a designer who I had been familiar with from his blog and his design skills. Had I seen ConvertKit first, maybe I would have started there first rather than Drip. Because from where I sat, I saw a very similar feature set to that of Drip. Only at that time, the API at Drip was what allowed me to solve the problem for my clients. And I can't be certain, but I don't think at that time, ConvertKit's API could do all the things that I was looking for. I jumped all into Drip and did some awesome work for clients to make an impact on their businesses. Being able to create personalized journeys based around user behavior to make the selling process more natural, shorten the time to first purchase, increase repeat buyers, and create raving fans. I jumped so far in that I was a part of the first cohort of certified consultants and started selling services on the Drip platform to my leads and customers. In fact, within six months of deciding to do that, on the back of getting certified, half of my revenue was Drip-based services. Now, when Drip sold to lead pages, I'll be honest, I took a step back for a little bit. Being that I had been through acquisitions on both sides of the fence during my career, I wasn't sure what would happen. The only thing I could be sure of was that there would be changes coming. Once Rob and Derek had left, Drip had already rebranded, added new features, added resources, and held these large virtual summits that positioned them as experts in the automation and marketing space. All good things. With that growth, though, they encountered some issues within the app, with support requests, there were deliverability issues, features that were added weren't all that helpful for my clients and I. And in my opinion, they left us certified consultants kind of holding the bag, trying to answer questions from our own clients that we had no answers to about some of those issues and those decisions being made. Lead Pages was taking Drip in a very different direction to a new audience. Drip's target market now is e-commerce, not all online businesses. The roadmap of features being released seemingly have a specific platform as its priority within the e-commerce space as well, that my business is not on, nor are any of my customers. They've increased and changed their pricing model as well. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that any of that is bad or not within their rights to do so. In fact, what do I know of their strategy and market fit for their new direction? 
Just like you and I have the freedom to choose what our businesses look like, so does Lead Pages for Drip. If you've heard me for any amount of time, I'm all about the personal connections and getting to know the why of someone. So as I reflect on this decision in this podcast, to be honest, any of the tools I use, I'm more likely to choose those that I have a personal connection with. Both, both of my podcasts, for example, are hosted on Transistor.fm, who I've known Justin Jackson for a number of years now. Live in the Feast is produced by Podcast Royale, who I'm friends with Adam Clark. The personal connections that I've made to those within Drip seem to fizzle out for one reason or another when talking to them through Drip, right? Some moved on to other companies, others moved into different roles. But even when reaching out to support, there seemed to be a revolving door of folks when you get a response. And even then, those folks don't understand the accounts that I manage and their history like they did in the past. Since that personal connection, the culture is important to me as someone who values that in my own business, Drip seemed very different than what it once was. For my leads and clients, I have to look at Drip as if, as if it's a new company. I have to forget all the things that it once was and what attracted me to it feature-wise because it has changed its target market and objectives. I've always said that the technology needs to fit the business, not the other way around. For my clients, I have to remove my own biases and feelings around culture, especially if the solution fits. I may share it with my clients just to give them a full picture of things, but I don't use those things when I'm making a decision as a solution pertains to my client, unless they specifically ask me to do so. Some of my clients are still within that market, maybe not fully, but Drip serves them well. For other clients though, Drip was no longer the best option for them. This includes my own business, which I have the luxury to add to that decision-making process, my feelings around culture. So I can't say that any one thing really was the tipping point for me to move my business and some of my clients off of Drip and onto ConvertKit. It certainly was something that built up over time. Was I happy that I found out about pricing changes from my clients because some were on monthly plans and I was on annual? No. Would I have handled pricing change the same way that they did? Nope. Did I find issues within the app that other friends and colleagues encountered? Sometimes, but not always. Do I recommend Drip? Yes. For those specifically in the e-commerce space, do I use Drip? Yes. For my clients now and into the future, I will. I provide services that help online businesses increase revenue and a good portion of my clients are e-commerce. Have I experienced deliverability issues? Yes. And for me, above all else, that's the point of all of this. If there was one thing that I could probably put a pin in that tipped the scale for me deciding to move away from Drip and to ConvertKit, it was probably deliverability issues. Ultimately, we are using email to communicate. That's the primary use case here. If the subscriber is not getting email, then all the other bells and whistles don't matter. I've seen some clients have open and click-through rates dramatically increase 
on ConvertKit and other platforms that they've moved to. Now, I understand that those metrics aren't an exact science. So when I ran some tests myself, I had similar results. I even had customers who have bought from me in the past say, wow, I haven't seen an email from you in months with screenshots showing me of their inbox of my emails. For me, that's just not cool. So ultimately, when I saw that, that for me was, hey, look, we really need to think about this decision. This was a really long episode. So I'm going to share with you tomorrow all of the reasons I moved my business to ConvertKit. What I went to thinking about ConvertKit, the processes, the aspects of ConvertKit that are different, the things that I have to think about when moving to ConvertKit. So I hope you got an insight into how I went about this decision to essentially uproot my business and move it to some other platform. Again, if you have any questions, I'd love to be able to answer them for you. Head on over to askres.com and click on the button, drop into my email, and let's get to chatting. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.